When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Goodness, Jackson. Are you ready? Yeah. Now live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bow. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Oh, good morning. Welcome in. Just a day away. Opening day college baseball. Stark Vegas and Oxford. The party starts. Oh, man. Three plus months, four months of college baseball. And we got the four biggest programs as far as fan base. Mississippi State, Ole Miss, LSU, Arkansas, all in the SEC West. Insanity. Out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. Two best teams to not have won a, that have yet to win a national championship, Arkansas and Ole Miss. Um, I, I think that's where most people would go. If you have another one in mind, feel free to shoot it to us on the Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. Um, the Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by the Great Stakes at Kessler Prime. Uh, KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. Kessler Prime in the Renaissance. And um want to welcome you in on a Thursday. I think most of you are focused on uh, college baseball some March Madness, a little bit about what your football teams are going to do in spring practice, and then maybe even more work in the transfer portal. Uh, I am, yes, excited about March Madness. I think it's going to be great. We've got some unbelievable teams. Don't have any in the state of Mississippi. Um, Bama and LSU could be coming on. We'll see what Kentucky and Auburn do. Um, you've got Arkansas. You've got Tennessee. And... Um, so we have some talented, talented teams in the Southeastern Conference. Uh, we were not on yesterday. Ole Miss was uh, took the dagger on 
Tuesday night against South Carolina where that dude hit a half-court shot. Ole Miss had that game won. I know they're not playing for anything, but these guys, um, we tend to forget this. Uh, our, our players train all year round. They want to win. When, when you're playing at this level, uh, and most any level, but um, they want to win. They spend hours and hours and hours lifting and practicing and rehabbing their bodies, and, and they want to win. That was a devastating blow, um, and you could see it in Kermit Davis. I, I, look, I mean, when you get your heart ripped out like that, and we have all been there, it is excruciating. When you got a game one and they got to go 90 feet and they toss one up from 45 or 50 feet and nail it, at that point you're sitting there going, what do we do? Right? I mean, you know, you're constantly asking yourself as a coach, how do I motivate? I mean, how, how do I continue? This is the grind. I mean, their, their ankles, knees, hips, everything else, you know, I mean, the wear and tear on the hardwood. And um, that was a devastating loss because um, kids want to win, bottom line, without a doubt. And and then last night, Mississippi State played uh, well for a while. And literally at the six-minute mark, Will, they hit a wall. Uh, Tolu fouled out uh, their big man and only big man. And and then they didn't score for, for an hour and a half. That last six minutes of that game lasted way too long. We've got to do something about that in college basketball. Y'all know how I am. I I mean, we've got to cut down college football games. I don't know why we can't adopt the NFL clock. I mean, like in on a 10-minute conference call between Power 5 commissioners, and I don't even think Mark Emmert has to be there, but if he feels the need, that's fine. I mean, he can munch on a Danish roll and, and sip some, you know, expensive coffee on the backs of uh, student-athletes coast-to-coast. Um but we've got to adopt the NFL clock for college football and and cut that down 20, 30 minutes at least. That's excruciating. I mean, when you bleed into 320, 330, 345 on a Saturday, I'm about to lose my mind uh, if I'm in the stadium. Now, if I'm at my house, back patio, boathouse, whatever, that's fine because I kind of got everything I want and need and I can roam. Um, but we need to do that. And then we've got to end stoppage of play in college basketball. Um, we don't need the 16, 12, 8, 4 TV timeouts, plus another five timeouts apiece for the coaches who most don't know how to use it. So, um, uh, I mean, come on. That's 14 timeouts. And that doesn't count the whistles, you know, and the fouls and, and all that. So if we could speed this bad boy up, I think it would be that much the delivery and the consumption would be that much better, kind of like a bone-in ribeye at Kessler Prime. And, and we could all live with that. I'm still excited about March Madness. I can't wait to see what at which SEC team or teams advance, right, throughout the tournament, who's bounced, who advances. And then there's some other teams around the country that are playing uh, fabulous um, basketball and last year's March Madness was incredible. Granted, we didn't have it the year before. And I was locked in throughout. Of course, Final Four Saturday night was amazing. Um, so I'm hoping for a big, big three weekends. I hope you'll stop by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook. That's a great... We've been there for March Madness. We've been there for college football game days and so on. 
Go ahead and book a stay and play. Uh, DancingRabbitGolf.com. Get your stay and play together. Play some golf. Hit the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and hit Philip M's Old Style Vegas. And if you've got a crew, I'd get the wine room at uh, uh, Philip M's. It's really, really well done. And like I said, Old Style Vegas. Also, some news. Um, Blake and I will be heading to um, Las Vegas for the NFL draft. Will's over there shaking his head like, I won't say what he's saying, but, uh, yeah, it, we're going to head to the NFL draft. We're excited about it. We will be there when Matt Corral and Charles Cross's name names are, uh, are called and to go back to Vegas for another sporting event is fun for me. You know, the first time I went, I was there for the Kentucky Derby and Oscar De La Hoya fight. Uh, God, Mandalay was rocking. That's when I realized, man, if you get back in the sports and entertainment business, I say back. I mean, I did it in grad school. That doesn't really count, right? We were on like a 200-watt uh, AM. But if you get back in to sports talk radio, if this is where it's going, I'm in. Um, and then the second time, you know, last time I was there, uh, it was national championship. Uh, it was UConn. UConn upset Kentucky. Well, yeah, weird. That was a weird UConn team to win it. You know, uh, Jim Calhoun had just stepped down, uh, a phenomenal coach. Um, uh, obviously Gino is amazing. Maybe the best coach on the planet the last 40 years with UConn women's hoops. What, what a, what a story. Great, wonderful program. Um, but yeah, I was there then. I was trying to figure out, I was meeting with some people trying to figure out how to build the studio and, um, and happened to be there for, for the national championship and we'll be there for the NFL draft. And it's cool that it's lined up that we'll have an MSU and Ole Miss player drafted in the first round. And then over the weekend, you're going to get some Martin Emerson, some Jerry on Ely, uh, some other guys that will have their, their name called, which is very, very exciting. Uh, the minimum now in the NFL is insane. Well over $700,000 a year, soon to be over $800,000 a year minimum. And uh, then you think about the bonus money and the way the contracts are structured. So even a Martin Emerson and a Jerry on Ely, they're about to get paid. But Charles Cross and Matt Corral are about to be multi, multi, multi millionaires. And both had great experiences in Starkville and Oxford. That's what we want from our dudes. And both of them played really, really well this past year. I know we don't focus on the left tackle. Obviously, Corral drove the ship this year. Uh, the Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your auto and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent in any of the 82 counties in the great state of Mississippi. Steve Palazzolo coming up next. We've got a great story, a great baseball story coming up. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. 
No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I don't know how many of Will's friends are starting the room or Rick Patino or Sean Miller to Mississippi State, but I'm here for it. Uh, any kind of rumors, especially with big names attached to it. For those of you who don't follow college basketball, uh, well, I know during the regular season a lot of you don't, but March Madness is too good to pass up. I mean, are you kidding me? Live sports, great content. You know, win in advance, lose and go home. But for those of you who don't, follow college basketball at all. Sean Miller was very successful at, at um, Xavier in Arizona. And he kind of got, you know, in a little bit of trouble. But, I mean, this is college basketball. I mean, this is where the third-party flesh peddlers live. So, it is what it is. Um, as one assistant coach told me years ago, um, you know, we do not kneel at the altar in recruiting and uh anything goes in hoops anything that's for sure hey i want to share a story with you uh this is the out of bounds show we're brought to you by uh your next john deere tractor you want to manage your land with the right equipment from ag up equipment was mississippi ag it's now ag up equipment you want to manage your land with the john deere tractor from ag up equipment um agup.com John Deere, America's Tractor. Our text line is 601-885-3776. And so yesterday, uh, this is pretty amazing. You know, Twitter, sometimes you find some amazing stuff, right? It's it's not all a cesspool of, of uh, people arguing about nonsense with 42 followers um, or 289 followers, whatever. But... Jack Kruger played at Mississippi State, and he was a catcher and hell of a baseball player. Jack Kruger played for Cohen, and he just decided to kind of give you a behind-the-scenes on minor league baseball. And I have a friend, um, well, Terry Powell, one of the owners of Two Brothers in Startville, super guy. And he had a great quote a couple of years ago. He goes, you know, it, it's hard to, I think it, he said, I think it's virtually impossible. And this goes for Ole Miss too. And LSU will and Arkansas, okay? But when you're a Mississippi State baseball player, it doesn't get any better, okay? You've got everything that you need. You've got the facility. you got the cool stuff. You know, you fly places. Um, you drive some. You bu- I mean, you're going to bust Ole Miss. Vice versa, Alabama, right? I mean, those are 90 miles. Auburn doesn't have the right airport, whatever. Um, Maybe that's for football. Maybe the baseball team, because they're on a smaller plane, could get there. But anyway, the point is, 
it's as good as it gets. And then you go to minor league baseball, and it's tough, and it's a grind. And uh, by the way, a lot of the minor league baseball parts are not like the Mississippi Braves, okay? And Jack Kruger made a, started to make a post about what it's been like to play the grind and how little money. I'm sitting there looking at him like, man, I made three times what he's making as a bartender in the mid-90s. I mean, what? So he says, uh, this is Jack Kruger, former Mississippi State catcher, who's, by the way, been called up. I mean, he's right there. He's right there with the Angels and now the Rangers. He goes, I'm about to start my seventh season in minor league in the minor leagues. That's professional baseball. My firsthand experience. All right. He says, PSA, this is not political. I'm not here to convince anyone. These are the facts from my career. I'll state them as matter-of-factly as possible. After being drafted in 2016, I went to rookie ball. 12-hour bus rides through the night. More peanut butter and jelly sandwiches than you can believe. And long days at the park. I made $480 every two weeks. Not every week, every two weeks, $480. Right now in this town, you can make $480 at a couple of our steakhouses and a couple other places in one night. In one night as a server, but which I love. I love that. I think it's wonderful. Um, $480 every two weeks. No pay in the offseason. Remember that. You're not getting paid, brother, in October and November. Got to figure something else out. Bartend, you know, sell equipment, sell insurance, give lessons, you know, whatever. In 2017, I lived in a two-bedroom apartment with seven other guys. Unfurnished apartment. Slept on air mattresses. This sounds awesome. Two guys in each room. Two guys in the living room. One guy in the kitchen. Last year, I started the season in AAA. You're within a whisker of wearing that cool uniform that all of us dreamed about playing. Braves, Cubs, Yankees, Cardinals, you name it. He goes on to say, this is Jack Kruger, for those of you just joining us, played at Mississippi State, catcher. He's a phenomenal baseball player. As a two-time minor league all-star who has who was one level be- below the bigs, I was set to make $12,000 for the year. $12,000. What? What? He goes on to say, I'm about to start my seventh year in the minor leagues. After this year, it will be the first time in my career that I'll be a free agent. If I make it to the big leagues this year, I'll have to play another six years in the big leagues before I'm a major league free agent. All of us are looking for flexibility. There's none here. Um, or some kind of autonomy in what we do. Kruger goes on to say, I've been lucky enough to be in Major League Spring Training. Major League Spring Training. Can you imagine the goosebumps on your 
on your forearm. Going out there with the real St. Louis Cardinals uniform on. Something you dreamed of since you were six years old in the backyard with your father. I mean, that's, that's as good as it gets. He says, I've been lucky enough to be in Major League Spring Training every year since I was drafted. One of my favorite parts, the money. 1500 bucks a week in mill money. Think of my reaction that first year after making $1,000 a month the previous season. This is where it gets even wilder. I've had teammates who were homeless. I've had teammates skip numerous meals. I've had teammates get called up and down more than 20 times in a season. I've missed weddings. I've missed events. Besides my signing bonus, I've made very little money. Kruger goes on to say, I chose this life. I'm not complaining. Thank you, Jack Kruger, with everybody else that's complaining. I chose this life. I'm not complaining. That's all of us, wherever we are. He goes on to say, at any point, I could have left. I could have done something else. But that would have thrown away 20-plus years of grinding, working hard, and becoming skilled in a rare profession. Would you walk away from that opportunity? Um, does professional baseball need reform? Probably, but that's not my point. The, my point is that you, you have guys working three jobs in addition to training guys who are homeless guys who can't support their family families. Just remember not all pro baseball players are millionaires. And then he goes on to say, interested in baseball or business? Follow me. That's Jack Kruger, who played catcher at Mississippi State. Unbelievable story about what it's like to play in the minor leagues. Show is brought to you by Independent Roofing Systems. Superior Foundation and Went McGee, MortgageManMS.com. MortgageManMS.com. Steve Palazzolo coming up next. Talk a little NFL with Steve P. Pro Football Focus. You're listening to 105.9 The Zone ESP. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. All right, good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. The show is driven by your next Ram truck, pre-owned or new. 
at Mac Hike and Flowood. MacHikeFlowood.com. That's MacHikeFlowood.com. Uh, welcome in Steve Palazzolo on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. And uh, Steve Palazzolo, how are you, buddy? Doing great. Thanks for having me back, as always. Well, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, I was reading, uh, there's a guy by the name of Jack Kruger who played baseball at Mississippi State and was drafted and has basically lived in AAA for years, um, has gone through the major league uh, baseball spring training, and he kind of told his his unfiltered story of minor league baseball, and he talked about getting paid. Uh, he's in his seventh year, Steve, and yeah. he talked about getting paid $480 every two weeks, and you don't get paid in the offseason, and so on. He said, look, I'm just going to give you a behind-the-scenes, raw, unfiltered of life in the minor leagues. You made it with the San Francisco Giants to AAA. Um, what was the most you ever made? Uh, the most I ever made was because it was all a monthly salary. So I made twenty eight hundred a month when the Mariners signed me to go to AAA. But when you're in that like six and a half year contract, right out of uh, right out of initially getting signed in AAA, I was making twenty one fifty a month, I believe it was for five months. So whatever that ends up being. So uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I've, I've seen a few of those stories come out, and uh, they're all they're all pretty legit. There's there's not a lot of money in minor league baseball. Uh, he talked about living with seven guys in a two bedroom yeah. apartment on air mattresses, uh, two in each bedroom, yeah. one in the kitchen, one in the uh, in the den. Did you experience anything like that? Yeah, I did that when I. Uh, so part of the issue is when you move around, right? So I got demoted from AAA to AA. So I had to go to, um, where the heck was it? Was it down there? I don't know. I had to go. I was in the, when I was in the Southern League. So I was there for three weeks, and I was I was in a, an apartment with five or six people. Yeah, because I, I didn't have a place to live, so I just had to, to join in where someone else was. So, yeah, there's a lot of moving uh, across across levels, too, that, that causes issues. And when you initially sign, you get the, they, they drop you in your new city for three days. They give you a hotel for three days, and you have to find an apartment in uh, in three days once you uh, get assigned to a place. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. That's just, uh, it's just, it's incredible what you have to go through to, uh, to get there. And look, man, I mean, he was honest. He was like, look, I chose to do this. Not asking you to feel sorry for me. I'm just letting you know what, right. what it's like to be a minor. Li- and he is like you, Steve. I mean, he's been up with the major league organizations he talked about making 1500 bucks a week when you're up there in major league baseball spring training uh and he right. said that's incredible but he said as soon as you if you don't make it you go back to you know 480 every two weeks or whatever it is um and it, it's just uh and then he talked about some guys were homeless and some guys are called up 20 times over up well up and down over the course of a season can you i mean to stay in the saddle and stay focused mentally, that takes a lot of resolve and grit. Yeah, I mean, even in just even if you're just in the minor leagues, it's a hundred. It's about 140 games in 150 days. You know, and that's and that's what the major league season is: 162 games in about 180 days. You know, so it's a baseball by 
definition is kind of a grind, just being able to like stay focused all the way through. Then you have all these other, these other pieces as well, as far as the player movement and all that stuff. So yeah, it's, it's a world. I don't know if everybody, I'm with him too. Like I chose to do it. I was excited that I got to do it, but it was, uh, not for a lot of money and it made for the off season where you had to train, but also try to you know find a job to, to stay afloat. Incredible. Steve Palazzolo, pro football focus, NFL analyst, PFF.com. He joins us on the bucked up energy drinks guest line. Steve, according to the way y'all run the numbers and the analytics and, and all this kind of cool stuff, uh, who was the most valuable player on the field on Sunday in the Super Bowl? We didn't, um, we don't have most valuable necessarily for a game, but you know, Aaron Donald, I think it's tough to argue with what he did, obviously. Um, the timing of when he had his big rushes, the fact that the Bengals, um, I thought my boss, Chris Collinsworth, did a pretty good job of laying out how the Bengals uh, were giving him extra attention early on, how the four-man rush from the Rams was, was forcing the center to you know, double-team him and all that stuff. And then when the Rams decided to open it up a little bit, Aaron Donald was just unblockable. And you know, I think that, that all added up to you know, the fact that he's getting that extra attention, that he just wins when he is one-on-one. The fact that on the third and one, he's just bench pressing a guard and tackling the running back short on third and one with the game on the line. I mean, it all added up to Aaron Donald, I think, being, uh, being the dude on uh, Sunday. Where, if he hung it up today, where would he rank? I mean, you know, 0.001% of defensive linemen all time? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, I wish we had our play-by-play grading for for older players, for, for LT and Reggie White yeah. and some of the other players. Um, but we've never – we've been grading since 2006. We've never really seen anybody in Donald's ballpark, right? I mean, there was, there was a point where J.J. Watt looked like he was going to break our system. He was just out of his mind from a grading standpoint. He just won so much up front. And then Donald – surpassed that and then sustained it longer and uh the other thing too donald had over 1200 snaps on the field this year good on, on the defensive line including the playoff that that's insane like the, the the level of uh you know last year he had 900 he was up over 1200 this year so it just shows just how much he brings to the table as well and, and usually when a guy plays that much they slow down right i mean did he look like he was slowing down at the end of the game the endurance is incredible so, uh, yeah, Donald, I think, should rank as one of the best all-time. I just wish we had uh, grades to be able to compare to some of the all-time greats. Steve Palazzolo, NFL analyst, pro football focus on the Out of Bounds show. Um, all right, Cooper Cup, let's talk about what he brings to the table, his route running, his hands, his, his ability to make uh, big plays, and also how impressed maybe y'all are when the field is shortened in the red zone and how he can still um, find a way to get open and, and catch touchdowns. Yeah, he was, he was unreal. I mean, the entire season, um, even from week one against the bears, it was like, all right, he keeps getting open and week two against the Colts. I remember one of my uh, colleagues looking at me like, Hey, he might lead the league in yards. That's the way he, the, the way the Rams are using him. So I think you saw, I think you saw early on, Cup's usage pattern, his connection with Stafford was immediate. And you just saw that in crunch time in the Super Bowl, right? I mean, for a couple quarters, I think the Rams really wanted to get the ball to OBJ. I think they, they had a game plan to, to use him, 
to create a mismatch against Mike Hilton in the slot or Chidabay Olivier with the you know the Bengals corners. OBJ goes down. They didn't necessarily have an adjustment, but in crunch time, it was like, all right, we're going to our best guy. We got to go to Cooper Cup and feed him the ball. So tight window throws didn't matter. He was getting open. You see how tough he is after the catch. You know, forcing missed tackles and um, creating extra yardage, and then of course. Just the body control and feel as a route runner is, is outstanding. So Cooper Cup really has it all. I, mean, I knew he was good coming out of Eastern Washington. Saw him at the Senior Bowl live. He looked great. But wasn't expecting him to have a Jerry Rice-like season. That's what he had this year. Just unreal how uh, how effective he was from start to finish. Where, do, where does he rank right now with all the wide receivers in the league? Cooper Cup. I mean, if you just look at this season, I think it's him and Devontae Adams. As the, as the two top guys. I mean, if, if you're going forward, Tyree Kill's always in that conversation, and we'll see what DeAndre Hopkins has last. But based off, you know, what we've seen from a production standpoint, getting open, moving the chains, you know, finding the end zone, being able to do everything, Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams, I think, are, are one and one A right now from this 2021 season. How about Stafford throwing a couple of picks? And yet they won – and they had the drive when it counted. Uh, you know, how does that, how did the numbers fall, the pro football focus PFF numbers? Uh, what was the outcome for y'all with Stafford? Yeah, we had him grading well. You know, one of the interceptions, I think uh, Ben Skoranek kind of slowed out of his route or got slowed out of his route, made it look worse. That, that second interception early in the second half. So I don't think that was as bad. As it looked, the the one in the end zone was bad. Stafford throwing it up and uh, Jesse Bates making the play. But uh, Stafford played well. Had a bunch of big-time throws down the field. Of course, the no look that's going viral that everybody's talking about. That's incredible. Uh, it was. And, and he's he's done that. You know, that, that wasn't new. And the way I used to always describe Stafford is that three games per year, he would look like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But it was literally just three games. And in those three games, though, that's the type of stuff he would do. He would just have this feel for where everybody was. It was like he was in this different world. And he had, you know, again, similar games like that this year, a couple. Um, but you see a little bit more of that type of play, I think, from him over the last two years where there's just this incredible feel, this confidence, and he pulls out this arm talent, which is awesome. And um, he did it in crunch time, which is awesome too. And, and Stafford's really stepped up in the fourth quarter when when they've needed him and must-pass situations. So a lot to like about Stafford's marriage with the Rams and, and the way he performed this season and especially down the stretch here in the playoffs. How, what did pro football focus think about some of the flags on that last drive for the Rams? You're good with it? No way. Uh, and, and also the pattern that the refs had established established for the first, you know, 90% of the game. How did that land for y'all, Steve Palazzolo? Yeah, I I think it's the pattern that that I um that I don't like about it the most, right? That there was a point in the game where the only flag was Vernon Hargraves coming off the coming off the sideline. Right. So they were not throwing a lot of flags. And you know, early in the game you had you've got Jalen Ramsey having a similar tug on the jersey for T. Higgins. So, yeah, I, I didn't, the Logan Wilson holding on third and goal was a bad call. I thought that was an incredible defensive play. He didn't even really hold. 
and it was not something that they were calling, right, flow of the game. So I thought that was bad. But at the same time, the worst, the worst call of the game was T. Higgins getting a free 75-yarder where they didn't call anything when he ripped Jalen Ramsey to the ground by a face mask. So my, my issue with the officiating is when you go back and say these two or three plays that were either called or not called had massive swings in win probability. So a third and goal with the game on the line, a 75-yard touchdown, that's where I think the refs really missed. Two bad calls, you know, one no call and one that they shouldn't have called. Um, other than that, I thought it was, it was fine. But, uh, yeah, that holding, I think, by the Bengals was, uh, was a bad call down the stretch. Senior NFL analyst, pro football focus, he is Steve Palazzolo on the Out of Bounds Show. All right, let's switch gears. Um, Steve Palazzolo is a general manager, and he's got an awesome, awesome offensive coach kind of like McVay and Sean Payton and all these guys out there. Um, Who is Steve picking today if they're moving? At what? Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers? I would take take Rodgers. Okay. I would take Rodgers. I would try to make a two-year run with Rodgers, I think. Russ might have a little bit more in him, obviously, year-wise, but... I think Rodgers could give you uh, – he could definitely give you a championship opportunity a little bit better than Russ could at this point. Okay. Um, and no signs of slowing down, I would think, from from Rodgers. No. That, that'll be interesting to see, right? Brady has kind of, like, changed our – changed the calculus on how we think about 40-year-old quarterbacks because he was still so good at 44. But that was the tipping point for so many previous quarterbacks, whether it was Brett Favre or Peyton Manning or – you know, and most quarterbacks didn't even get there. Joe Montana, right? They didn't even get close to 40. And Rodgers is creeping up there, and he doesn't look like he's slowing down. So does this become the norm where just, you know, 40, you, know, you can play till you're 40 or 42 if you want? I mean, we just saw Breeze, too. He, he broke down toward the end. So that'll be interesting to see with Rodgers because he doesn't look like he's slowing down, but this is about the time when most quarterbacks usually see some sort of progression. Uh, do you think Rodgers will leave? No, I get the feeling he's he's still happy there. It's you know, but he just likes to complain. A bit, pretty much, but he but he hasn't really complained a ton this offseason so far. I think the I think a lot of people have projected that he complained last year, and you know there was a lot more rumblings last year. But I think they they had a good year. I think he's happy there, and I think you see Brady leaving the box, and I don't know. I think the NFC. Might be the place to be for Rodgers. They have to bring Devontae Adams back, and they're going to lose some other players, but it still might be his best situation to win. And I think he's a lot happier there this year than he was last year at this time. What do y'all hear? Jordan Love? I mean, is he, uh, I mean, can he play? He can't play? What What have you heard? Um, I think, I don't think there's confidence there in Jordan Love just yet. Yeah. I also don't think the Packers need to force it, right? They would still rather have two years of Aaron Rodgers and say, okay, we missed on a first-round pick with Jordan Love. So, they, uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't see the Packers wanting to build around Jordan Love right now. He only had the one start. I don't want to completely overrate that, but you know, there's, a, there's still a lot of progression needed in Love's game, especially taking care of the football. All right. Do you expect Russell Wilson to move on? I think we're going to be void of drama this year because Pete Carroll's getting older. 
I can't imagine he wants to move on. And I think they'll just kind of reconcile there too and give it one more go. Um, it would I, I, Seattle as an organization, I think, should see what they could get for Russ, just because they're in a rough spot as far as draft capital goes. But again, I pair I pair that with a 70 year old Pete Carroll or whatever he is, and wondering like, does he really want a new quarterback over there? Does he want to start over? Does he want to rebuild? And I just don't know if they're ready to do that just yet. So I would, I have a feeling Rodgers and Russ are both going back. Man, I need drama. I want it too, but I, it just feels like there's less this year. Maybe, I know, we need Russ to go on Dan Patrick and, you know, pout, pout a little bit. Like yes. <laughs> Steve Palazzolo, PFF.com, on the Out of Bounds Show and the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. Okay, tell me what y'all, uh, you know, the transition now for the, are you going to be in Las Vegas for the draft? Uh, no, we cover it from Cincinnati. We'll have live coverage and everything. So. Okay, very cool. We'll be going wall to wall. Um, do y'all, do y'all, have y'all already pivoted and, and you're going like deep dive head first into the NFL draft? Yeah, we, I mean, we have a whole team that always does that anyway, but um you know, for me, it's 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 free agency. It's, it's all team building season, right? Because you your know, teams have to make that decision. Where am I going to fill my needs? Am I going to do it in free agency? Am I going to do it in the draft? And you're stacking up those boards, both free agency and the draft, kind of side by side with investments to take it into consideration. So that's where my head is at. Uh, all of that right now, as far as team building, free agency, the draft, it's it's it is that time of year for sure. All right. Uh, Matt Corral is going to be the first quarterback taken. You still believe in that? I do. I do. There's no, uh, not even a rumor yet that he'd be up there. I don't think. There's a lot of Malik Willis. There's a lot of Kenny Pickett. Not hearing Matt's name just yet at the top. All right. I can't believe that Malik Willis is up there compared to, I, I don't even think it's close. I am not a QB evaluator. Um, I do like to drink a couple of beers and watch a ton of football. Um, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I think it's like, you have to compa- understand why, but like, okay. when you watch it when Malik Willis throws, okay. He's the closest thing to Josh Allen. As far as his velocity, it is, it is insane. And I think the recency bias of Josh Allen and Justin Herbert developing and all that stuff makes people believe in Malik Willis more. Because I'm with you. Like, there's a lot of his game that he needs to polish, right? Accuracy is not great. But his running ability and his pure arm were in a spot where recently we've seen those guys develop accuracy and get better. And I think that's going to help Malik Willis's case. The same thing that I think hurt Mac Jones's case, right or wrong. That, you know, he, he he's not that type of player. And we saw, you know, in – he probably went lower than he than he should have, knowing what we know now. You so still you think so? so? That's my why. With Matt, I mean, I think I'm not saying it was egregious that he fell to 15 or anything. But okay, you could say, you know, I think I, I thought he was better than Trey Lance coming out, but you're 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 banking on that that upside play that most recently oh the mobility for, for yeah. multiple teams. Okay. Yeah, mobility and Cannon's turn on, and that's the thing. Malik Willis isn't that much different from Trey Lance as a prospect who went number three overall last year. He I, didn't have Trey Lance's production. But. I think right now, like, 
Mal- comparing Malik Willis to to Matt Corral is like comparing Kirk Cousins to Patrick Mahomes. Ooh, the, the tough part about Corral is that offense. Evaluating, uh, you know, an offense that creates creates some favorable throws and everything. So, um, I like Corral. I think there's a lot to like there, but I also I don't think there's a distinct top QB in this draft just yet, and we'll see because there probably will be, and I, I don't know who that person's going to be. Okay. I know. I, might be Matt, might be Matt Corral. Uh, yeah, he ran for 200 yards against Tennessee. I mean, that's pretty yeah, impressive. Like that. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. I think all of that. I mean, most quarterback, even Burrow, can move a little bit, right? I mean, I think oh, every yeah. quarterback that's entered the NFL in the last couple of years uh, can can pick up yards on the ground, and it's and it's huge. Um, just to, because it just it it buys you a little leeway. You don't have to be as good as a passer if you can pick up yards on the, on the ground. So it is a, a big part of all these quarterbacks games. All right. Do you have Charles Cross going number one out of Mississippi state? I do not. And he's, he's another guy. I'm sorry. I'm going to trash all your players here. He's got the one year of production, which scares me a little bit. Sure. Where he did, we didn't have him graded as well in 2020. So he's kind of a late bloomer type. I think there are safer plays at tackle and he'd be kind of like your, your upside play. That tackle. I, I don't know if I would take him at one. I would take Hutchinson probably at one if I was the Jaguars. Is that your is that your Big Ten boss? Oh yeah, tons of Big Ten bias for me. <laughs> being, being from being from Boston, uh, he, just, he just he just graded well. I feel safer with those defensive linemen for the Jaguars than I do the the tackles. But uh, the Jags are in a tough spot picking number one overall, and they have so many needs and. Right. Nobody really wants that number one pick this year. If you had to bet a hundred bucks on pick two, quarterback or another position, I'm going to go another position at this point. I, I don't. I, free agency will tell us a lot, but I, I think there's a world where a lot of the quarterbacks just fall because teams they want to take a shot on them, but they don't want to invest in the top ten. But at the same time, you might have somebody fall in love with any one of them. And just go get their guy. So it's it's the same old story of trying to predict it. It's difficult, but I think at number two, the Lions go position player, and then maybe circle back to quarterback at thirty-two. Okay. Uh, d- all right, real quick, because I'm going to ask you this a thousand times between now and the draft. Which, by the way, we're going to the Great. draft. And I'm very excited. I got ten seconds. A quarterback goes in the top five picks. I say yes. What do you say, Steve Palazzo? I'm going to say no as of now. Subject to change, of course. All right. Well, uh, I appreciate it. I hope you get to uh, write a poem or read a book this weekend with no football. And we'll talk next week, buddy. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com senior analyst. He joined us on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. So will uh, will the best closer in the history of college football win in the Arch Manning sweepstakes or will the hometown live in the Bank Plus studio? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.